0: Good afternoon everybody welcome back to the reverend cam podcast it has been a minute and i apologize for that um i have no excuse i just haven't uh recorded anything since may of 2022 so i just ask that you'd forgive me for that and i'm going to make an effort um with the with the empowerment of the holy spirit to make a you know to put out more more of these more content because i feel like there's a lot that the Lord is doing in my life and a lot of word that He's giving me and birthing in me. And it's not good for me to keep it all for myself. And it's it's good to use the media of podcasting and videos and such to to get that out there. So thank you for joining me today for episode three of our Nazarite series. I am excited to get into it. We're gonna this is gonna be our, our last episode of the series. Um, I know that in the previous episodes, I'd mentioned that if you have questions, shoot me an email, and we'll, we'll probably make a follow-up episode with questions and such. Um, if you do have any questions, email me at contact.camerondenton.org. Contact.camerondenton. dot uh, I apologize, that's the wrong email link contact.camerondenton at gmail.com however you could also go to my website which is camerondenton.org and submit questions there there's a form on the website camerondenton.org where you can ask questions Um, so all that being said let's go ahead and before we get started i want to say a prayer to the lord um, for for help today lord jesus help me today father to speak the words that you want me to say lord I submit myself to the leading of the Holy Spirit that He would guide me, and that He would use me and speak through me today. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart align with You, Father God. Let it let it let it be pleasing to You, Father. Let my thought life, even here in, as we record this podcast, please You, Lord Jesus. Give the give our listeners ears to hear, minds to understand, and hearts to receive. And I bless your name, Jesus. I thank you for allowing me this opportunity, and I give you all the glory. In Jesus' holy name, amen. So we've been talking about the Nazarite, um, the vow of the Nazarite especially, and, and trying to contextualize it and what it means for us today as believers of the new covenant, You know, which is the... Jesus came and he died and he shed his blood. When we know that his blood is the sign of that new covenant, so we're under grace. We're not under law in regards to salvation. But Paul would write that all scripture is God breathed and is profitable for for a multitude of things and for you know reproof, rebuke, teaching, education, and so that's why we've we've been talking about the Nazarite vow. Um, trying to contextualize it, like I said, for what that means for us today. In a first episode, we discussed how the Nazarite denied himself the legitimate pleasures of life so that he could more completely know the Lord more more intimately uh, to deny himself the legitimate pleasures of life so that he could find the ultimate. Pleasure in knowing Jesus more. Our second episode, we discussed the uh, vow of the Nazarite in regards to his hair growing long, and how that is the mark of consecration for a Nazarite. If you look at, if you you know study Scripture, you see other instances of people who uh, were Nazarites. Samson especially comes to mind, and the there's there's a great uh, emphasis rather on the hair the aspect of the hair of the Nazarite, because the hair is the physical mark. It's is the uh, outward indicator of an inward consecration. And so we talked about that. But today we're going to talk about the third and final aspect of the Nazarite vow, which is death. If we're going to title this episode today, which we probably will, it'll be Touch Not Death. So if you have your Bibles, and I would encourage you to pick up your Bible You could go to get the app on your phone, whatever it may be, and go to Numbers chapter number 6. Numbers 6. It says in verse 1 of Numbers 6, I'm reading from the ESV, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When either a man or a woman makes a special vow, the vow of a Nazarite, to separate himself to the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink. He shall drink no vinegar made from wine or strong drink and shall not drink any juice of grapes or eat grapes fresh or dried all the days of his separation. He shall eat nothing that is produced by the grapevine, not even the seeds or the skins. And that is, like we said, denying oneself of legitimate pleasures of life so that he could so that we might be able to more fully come into an intimacy with the Lord beginning at verse 5 numbers uh, number 6 verse 5 it says all the days of his vow of separation no razor shall touch his head until the time is completed for which he separates himself to the lord he shall be holy he shall let the locks of his hair of his head grow long and that is that inward or that outward indicator of inward consecration and number uh, verse number 6 reads all the days of That he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body. Not even for his father or for his mother, for brother or sister. If they die, die, shall he make himself unclean. Because his separation to God is on his head. All the days of his separation, he is holy to the Lord. A key verse there um, is... Number six, verse six, it says, all the days that he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body. Now. We know that Jesus came to give us life. And not only life, but an abundant life. Right. So we need to ask ourselves, why is it important for us if we're if we're if even if we're not considering or even if we're not having not have not been impressed upon by the Lord to. Take up the vow of Nazarite. What? It's still a good idea for us to be mindful and wary of those things in life, in our life, that produce death, and maybe not so much a physical death, but a spiritual, spiritual death. You know what it? What leads to a separation from the Lord in our lives? You know, I th- what what one of the first things that came to mind as I was thinking about this was you know systems that facilitate death you know what are what are what are you know think think about tradition and denomination and things like that <laughs> and that's a really touchy touchy subject in certain circles because you have to ask yourself is the place that i'm at where i'm where i'm supposed to be being fed the word of the lord is that a place where i am being brought from life to life you know is 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 the holy spirit permitted to do his work in this system that i'm in and one of the biggest ones and they, that if you study matthew chapter 23 And you ask yourselves, do I look like these things? You see, in Matthew 23, it's Jesus preaching the woes to the Pharisees. He he even says, you're like whitewashed tombs. You look so great on the outside. You look so wonderful and you're so beautiful to look at. But on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones. You're like a whitewashed tomb filled with dead men's bones. And, And these dead systems of religion that we have to be mindful of, that will drag us down with them, you know, they appear to have that they have that appearance of godliness, like Paul writes to Timothy, but they deny the power of it. You know what's what's good of saying, what's the good in saying, "Look at us, we're the people of God, but you deny the power that of the God you're professing? it It doesn't make sense. <laughs> we have to be we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful of of that of systems and doctrine and ideas that aren't life giving doctrine systems or ideas. And if I could read you know I could read the whole of matthew chapter twenty three just to get the point across. but unfortunately, we don't have that 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 kind of time, so I'd encourage you to read matthew chapter twenty three <laughs> It's a scathing rebuke from Jesus. And he's, he's talking. He says things like, "Listen, you Pharisees and you scribes, you 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 do go through all this effort to gain one single convert, but in the end, they're twice as bad off as you are." You know, Jesus is saying, Jesus is calling religious leaders of his day hypocrites and snakes and vipers. He talks about how you emphasize your tithe so much, but you've forgotten the more important aspect of why that's It's Because the heart, you know, you tithe mint and dill and cumin, but have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. If you are in a place where you are not hearing messages of faithfulness and righteousness and justice and love and mercy, you need to be mindful <laughs> You need to be mindful because systems especially especially as we see the day of the Lord drawing near, you're gonna see more and more systems and 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 doctrine rising up that's kind of like been hijacked by the by the devil to bring people into death and so as as Nazarites especially we want to make sure that we are that we have discernment and that we know you know what's going on. The 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 Bible says that if you if any of you lack wisdom, ask the Lord in faith, not doubting, and He'll give you wisdom. So, just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, give me discernment and wisdom to know if the place that I'm at is a place that your that life is, and if and if I'm and if I'm in a system that's not producing life, that's just a facilitator of death, then shake it or move me out of it. And the second thing I want to talk about for, for for a few more minutes, um, you know, what's the one thing that brings death to a person's life? Sin, 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 sin. You know, Romans six twenty three says, So the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord." So, there's a there's a there's a compare and contrast there. The wages of sin is death, indicating that there's a there's an aspect of you having to work but at the end of the work of sin is death but life the life that Jesus came to give us eternal life in Christ Jesus is a free gift from God for us you know Jesus again he came to give us life and life abundantly and that's free i heard a pastor say an honor him, and i heard him say that while the gift is free it's not cheap why is it not cheap? Because it cost Jesus Christ. His, You know, it was the life of Jesus that was paid for our, you know, that's the ransom price was a life, and Jesus gave his life. The wages of sin is death. It has always been that way from the beginning. Do you remember in Genesis 1 or Genesis 2 and 3 at the, very, at the beginning, did God really, you know, Satan goes to Eve and he's like, did the Lord really say you would die? Because the Lord laid it out then and there. You eat from this fruit. You eat the fruit from this particular tree, and you'll die. And so, like, since then, the enemy has been kind of trying to be sneaky about, you know, getting us to, well, did God really say? And that's the oldest trick in the book. And we need to be careful. We need to be mindful of the enemy's schemes. That's, That's what I'm trying to say. Because at the end of every scheme of the enemy is death for you every every plot that he has every you know he comes to steal kill and destroy destroy life he will he doesn't want us to experience eternal life in jesus which is why the wages of sin which is his domain is death and in proverbs 12 28 kind of echoes what paul or kind of well it can't echo because it, it was written before but like I imagine Paul was reading Proverbs whenever he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write what he wrote, because in Proverbs 12, 28, it says, in the path of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. So if we think about this, think about it like this. In the path of righteousness, there's life. So that kind of indicates to me that there's a path that's not righteousness, so the path of unrighteousness. And in the pathway of righteousness, there's life, but in a path of unrighteousness, there's death. So it's like there's a life. You'll find life, and you'll experience the the abundance of joy in Jesus when you're doing righteousness before the Lord. Whenever you're doing, you know, you know, there's a whole there's a, people get bent out of shape whenever you say something like, whenever you talk about works and faith and doing good works and stuff like that. But good works is the fruit, right? It's the fruit of our salvation. It's the fruit of the grace of God in our lives. It's the fruit of the Holy spirit. The fruit of the Holy spirit are all things that we do as an indicator of what's happening on the inside of us. So in, in righteousness, as, as we do righteousness before the Lord, as we do justice, love mercy, and we walk humbly with him, there's life there. However, in unrighteousness, which is to neglect the word of the Lord, to, to forsake his teaching, to turn away from him, to be so presumptuous that we feel like we can go up to the very line that he's made for us and not cross it, but put our toe on it. In unrighteousness, there is death. Because again, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin will always be death. The wages of sin were death. The The only price, the only, the only outcome... Of a life of sin, unrepentant, habitual, and active sin, is death, and that leads me to my final final thing that I want to bring up. Psalm one, uh, verse one and two. It says, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night." I wrote, I, I preached an entire sermon on uh, Psalms one. Once, and it's one of my favorites that I've done. But I, I bring up the, the the progression here. You know, walking, standing, and sitting. You know, you're walking, and then you stop walking, and you're standing, and then when you get tired of standing, you sit. So there's the progression there. But the point that I was making is this: in the life that this that Psalms one is being is is referring to, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, but who's walking in the counsel of the Lord. Right. Blessed is the man who's not standing in the way of sinners, but he's standing in the way of of the Lord. And who is and what's the way? Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life who's standing in Christ, who knows his position in Jesus. Blessed is the man who sits not in the seat of scoffers. Where are we seated? We're seated right now in Christ in heavenly places. Blessed is the man who is living a life that is not marked by active habitual and unrepentant sin because again sin breeds death sin will always breed death and and people can say you can say that well whenever you know the work of Jesus on the cross did away with all of that i i'm not sure that that's a good good argument to 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 produce i don't i'm not sure that that's exactly what happened because even afterwards, we still read the writings of Paul and James and all of these uh, the epistles afterwards that are saying things like, faith without works is dead, you know, you know, just we're under grace, we're not under law, and Paul writes, you know, but, you know, where grace abound, or where sin abounded, grace did all the more abound, but does that mean that we can continue living lives of sin? By no means. By no means. Why? Because sin is brings death. How can we, and This is going to sound kind of a little bit counterintuitive, but if we profess in Christ, died with him and were raised up with him in baptism, why would we want to put on those things for which Christ died? Why would we want to pick up that mantle of that, that weight that so easily besets us, which is sin, and continue in it? Whatever, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't. It's not conducive if we're if we're gonna say that we're believers, first and foremost, let's and I know that we're talking about the Nazarite vow and how you know we need to avoid death, but just in the life of any believer, regardless of whether or not you've set yourself apart and consecrated yourself to the Lord as a Nazarite, how can we continue living in sin if we're supposed to have died to it? you know we've we're dead to sin but alive in Christ. And being dead in sin means, and being dead, being dead to sin rather, means that we don't do that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, and the like uh, the clause I think here is find that you find interesting, in regards to, you know, the new covenant Nazarite, you know, is how it how he how Moses or the Lord speaks to Moses, and he specifically says. He lists off family members you know even people that you're so close to even even friends even intimate family intimate friends and you know people that you're in deep relationship with the the, the, the cost of consecration might be the severing of unfruitful relationships. The, the, the cost of the Nazarite life could very well be I can't hang out or do things with these people because their their, their system, their mindset, their lifestyle, their actions are not producing life, they're producing death and it's a hard pill to swallow because you know we're also called to love people but again the cost of consecration is always high the the price that we have to pay to be separated and consecrated and holy unto the lord is high there's no there's no getting around it But yeah, I, I hope that I was encouraging or at least thought provoking. Um, I I'm excited to see where the year goes. Um, in regards to you know, with the podcast, we're gonna do some work on the YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel, Cameron Denton Ministries, up there. Um, and we're going to we're gonna we're gonna do our best. <laughs> I'm going to set aside maybe once or twice a month to release new podcast episodes uh, because, like I said, uh, I think at the beginning. There's a lot of word that Lord is putting in me, and I, I don't want to keep it all for myself. I want to, you know, share it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, if you have any questions or if you want to email me or anything, um, you could email denton at gmail.com. Or, alternatively, you could go to the website, camerondenton.org, and fill out the contact form. Um, and also on the website, it's it's a relaunched website. So it's all new. Um, it's still similar in the design and stuff like that. Um, if you're interested, if you're into <laughs> the ins and outs of that, but, um, yeah, we have new merch on our Teespring store and we have, our book is on for sale. We have a book for sale. It's uh, Spear Phineas. It's on Amazon and links to, uh, Teespring and Amazon and the contact form, um, are all on the website, camerondenton.org. So I would encourage you to check that out. Um, and I just I just hope that you're all blessed for the rest of your rest of your day and we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.